Aloha! Welcome to the Wahine Collective Podcast, a safe platform where we amplify stories of faith, culture, and empowerment. I'm your host, Luceho. So today, our guest is a lady who's built a brand that is centered around providing daily encouragement to women to be proud of their strength, feel confident, be kind to themselves, and be comfortable in their own skin. She owns a boutique in downtown Honolulu called Valia Honolulu and supports local by empowering and working with local designers. Please welcome entrepreneur Camille. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome, Camille. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here and helping us amplify female entrepreneurs during these times that we're living in. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Camille, so we would like to find out from you, how has COVID impacted your business and how are you coping with it? Um, I think like most small businesses uh, in Hawaii, of course, you you are kind of, we are all kind of experiencing a challenge with sales in general because we're such a tourist dependent state. Um, even though for us, we're not 100% dependent on tourists, you know, we are all impacted in sort of this ripple effect because people who work in the tourism industry are out of work, et cetera. So it kind of has this effect on everybody. Um, but it's also kind of given us on the positive side, a new, I guess, outlook with different challenges to work through, um, like navigating through safety standards, uh, a lot of I've had to spend a lot of time working on grants where I've never ever explored grants before, um, and then, like for for me um, personally as a business owner, I felt like this has been the most challenging time mentally because really trying to stay positive, cope with that like huge up and down roller coaster that comes. So you, you normally have that in sales with a business anyway, because everything's kind of this up and down um, flow. Um, but really trying to, you know, figure out how to deal with that while navigating through the closures, the reopenings, all the things you have to prepare for it. So I think, you know, it's definitely been there with every negative, there's always a positive. So I think there's definitely been a, an impact good and bad because of COVID. Wow. I think it's so important that you mentioned mental health. I think sometimes, (laughs) especially when it comes to business owners, it's something that we as customers, it, it really goes over our head. And I think that is so important to highlight that. Yeah, I think actually a, a lot of challenges that I've come across with other female entrepreneurs who, you know, I've become friends with is, is the challenge, right, of dealing with that up and down and trying to stay positive. And so I think that's why, you know, you'll see a lot of us posting positive quotes. It's like partially it's for us too, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So I like how you also really seeing the advantages of if i could call it that the the pros of what COVID. it sounds like you're also learning 
uh, different skills than you wouldn't have. So it's brought about different opportunities to learn different skills. So I think that's very encouraging to know that even going through a pandemic, these skills to be learned and when we're, when we're seeing those opportunities for that. So yeah, that is a great encouragement. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really think you have to look at it both ways, right? There's like a yin and yang to everything and you have to, you have to be able to see the, see the parts that you're grateful for as well right see your growth in that time too yeah so Camille we know you're passionate on empowering women I saw the latest um what a collaboration that you recently did with other female entrepreneurs so we would like to know who has inspired you to advocate for women the way that you do um honestly I mean, it, it's not like I have an inspiration of someone who's extremely famous or who has done, you know, so much in their lifetime. I, I, I actually feel like I'm really inspired by, by real women that I've worked for, worked with in the past um, because, you know, you see them day in, day out, what, you know, what they're doing to just, they're almost like second mothers to me, right? trying to be encouraging, but also, you know, be realistic. Um, and then seeing how they apply those things in their daily life. Um, and with their business, because when I did start my, one of the first jobs I had, I was working at a clothing boutique. And the owner was female, female entrepreneur as well. And um, she, she, like watching her work every single day and how she was doing things and how she was building her customer um, relationships. I think that was a big influence on me. Um, and then I remember having another coworker at, uh, when I used to work for Duty Free, uh, it's now T Galleria, but it used to be DFS Galleria. It's the Duty Free Galleria in Waikiki. And she would always just tell me, you know, you just smile so you don't cry like always always be smiling about something instead of you know feeling feeling bad about yourself or feeling sorry about yourself so i think having very empowering women around me um and then looking at them as sort of mentors um has been i think what's at what's pushed me to advocate more for women in that same way especially female business owners oh wow well, you're doing a great job in encouraging and inspiring. And it, it's great to see how it's almost you take pride in the learning aspect of things. So to see how you see every moment as a learning lesson. And I think that is such a great view of, of life and of business too, that every moment is a learning opportunity. Yeah, every moment counts, right? It's a, there's no such thing as, I guess, a a, a negative experience. You to me, yeah, you're right. I think you really can learn from everything. Oh, that's that's so great. That is so great. I loved in your bio. I love the story of you aspiring to save a dollar a day in middle school <laughs> to become the entrepreneur that you are today. How would you say? the aspirations you had in middle school have contributed to who you are today? 
So that story is very true, but I did not end up saving a dollar a day <laughs> because when you're in middle school, uh, you know, it's, you, you don't know how to save money. But <laughs> I thought by the time I got to college, I'd have enough. But um, I think that, you know, when people ask me when I realized this is what I wanted to do, that's, that's already when I knew. Um, so for me, it was always, you know, I had this love for fashion. Um, and then as I got older, I really enjoyed working with people and building connections. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, for me, a big thing is just persistence. It's like you might not get it right the first time, the second time, the third time, but, you know, you'll get it right. You just, just keep, keep at it. And so whenever I didn't get picked for something, you know, I applied for something, didn't get in for whatever reason, I would save those rejection letters and I would keep them until I got the acceptance letter, wow. you know, the year before, two years before. So I think to me that that's that like kind of slow persistence is what's been, I think, what I've kind of carried on in a lot of what I do. So I might not be the best at something, but I'm not going to give up very easily. <laughs> that is encouraging. So what you're basically saying is a no is not the end. No yeah. is the end of your dream. It's not the end of your plans, but persistence. You have to be per that. Well, Camille's preaching, guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is so important to realize because sometimes no's, can feel like that's maybe that's what you're doing is n not a good yeah. thing or, but a no is is part of the journey would you say like no yeah. it just comes with the journey it comes with the way and you have to persist in in those goals yeah I think most people I mean for example when you apply for a job I mean like very few people get every single job they apply for, honestly, if, if they're being honest about, about their own, I guess, qualifications and their own expectations of a job, right? Like, I always feel like even when you're applying for, for something like that, if you're, if you're honest about who you are, you know, you're not going to fit in with everybody, mm. but eventually you'll find your place. And that's, what's meant to be so it's like the no isn't isn't a hard no it's a try again or maybe this wasn't the right thing or the right time or the right opportunity and then you'll figure it out and it'll it'll fall into place if you just keep trying at it wow ladies you heard it here first camille said <laughs> no is not a hard no it just <laughs> again so let's continue trying let's continue persisting and continue the journey that the purpose that you felt and i think it's incredible that you knew in middle school what your purpose was and <laughs> what what drove you and wanting to continue with that from middle school so yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool <laughs> so we're in Hawaii, and I would like to know what your favorite parts of Hawaiian culture are, and how has it translated professionally in your business? Uh, I, I guess, I don't know if I would, I mean, I guess I would say this is part of Hawaii, Hawaiian culture as well as like Hawaii's 
Hawaii's culture as well Mm -hmm. is kind of that that idea of community Mm. of like giving back helping each other um sharing so you know the if you if you come to if you go to someone's house in Hawaii right you're having a potluck you know there's going to be tons of food everyone's going to be sharing you know it's that feeling of community um and I, I definitely feel that in the business like in small businesses in Hawaii as well I think they generally have the same mentality too mm-hmm. it's so cool how that like as you said it translates into business and you see the exact same characteristics and features in how people run their business too so how would you say having a business in hawaii um and the culture here has it how has it given a leg up or leg down in comparison to how you see business being done in other parts of America? I would say um, as far as, I think, well, of course, there's both, right? So I would say as far as a leg up, I think that, like I mentioned, the community here, Mm -hmm. um, the small business community I found has been incredibly um, open and sharing and giving because everyone knows it's hard. Everyone knows it's tough. Everyone doesn't want to go through it alone. And so I found that I've been able to meet a ton of very kind and open small business owners, female small business owners who just, you know, want to share in this journey together. Um, and but then I would say the leg down is that, you know, we are on an island mm-hmm. and it's expensive. And just like, you know, how everyone pays a premium at the grocery store, mm-hmm. we've, we have to pay more for our shipping, for, you know, some resources, maybe material. So it does, you know, it is a little bit more expensive, you know, real estate as well when you're renting to own a business in um in Hawaii, but like I said, there's always good and bad, right? For everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so cool to know that as businesses, small businesses in Hawaii, the way you guys have formed your community helps also in those leg down situations because you're together and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you understand that. So that that is such a small blessing in yeah, that collaborativeness spirit that you all have and it helped I feel like it would help um with going through the cons of business mm-hmm. yeah and everyone shares too I feel like you know everyone knows how hard it is to get something so like with during COVID elastic was the big uh the big I don't know if, um so for sewers right during COVID everyone was sewing masks and elastic was the really hard thing to find oh. because all the stores were so sold out of elastic. And you just have people like, I'll give you, you know, 10 yards of mine. Like I can spare some, don't worry, I'll mail it to you. Like I had, I had people offering to do that and they need it too. They, they need it for their business, but you know, it's just that kind of feeling of just like, no, let's, let's share. Like, I don't need to hoard everything. I can share. We can do this together. Wow. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. So Camille, where do you see yourself and your business in six months from now, which is like December, December is creeping through. Oh, 
think. A little, yeah, a little after. I mean, this is going to be the strangest holiday season in retail ever. I think that some retailers have already um, canceled their Black Friday in-store promotions and opted for online. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, you know, our online is still going strong. Just kind of taking it one, one day at a time. Normally at this point, I would be planning holiday. Um, but I honestly have no idea what I'm going to be doing for holiday. But probably um, probably more online. Because I don't, I don't anticipate events happening still at that time. But um, I, I, I'm not stressing too much about it. It'll happen the way it's going to happen. <laughs> There we go. And I feel like you sound prepared in terms of the logistic parts of it. And wouldn't you say that over the years, especially with Black Friday, businesses have been slowly moving towards online anyway, even though we know that in-person is still a big event with businesses? Yeah, I think that, you know, people kind of just said the crowds got too crazy. You know, some people love that thrill of Black Friday shopping. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I personally have never been one to enjoy it. Well, I've, I've always worked on Black Friday, so <laughs> I've never really enjoyed Black Friday. But I think that it's just um, a lot has slowly transitioned online. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Um I think that especially right now, it's a good thing because it's safer for everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you'll start to see people be a lot more creative with what they're doing with their online businesses. Yeah. There's that opportunity you were talking about, that learning opportunity that is. <laughs> and I think there's one um, upcoming soon for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So, what message would you like to give to a young upcoming entrepreneur? Um, I would say, you know, really do your homework and study before you decide to launch your business or before, you know, as you're preparing to do it, um, find a mentor, maybe, um, someone you feel who can give you a great support system. Um, and then network is always great. And I think the most important is just be open to feedback because there's going to be a um there's going to be a, I guess some you know there's good feedback there's bad feedback always right like as a as a small business owner everyone like loves to give you advice about how you should run your business but but um you know really be open to genuine feedback because especially if you have a mentor that person's gone through a lot and you know they're just they're going to want to see you succeed. So, you know, think about what, what you do get back in terms of um, criticism, constructive criticism, and then adjust. And I think that, you know, as long as you, people can be flexible or fluid, you, they'll be very successful. Oh, wow. So you heard it from Camille. Fundamental education is important. And we, as we have seen throughout the interview, Camille is somebody that really values um, lessons and being educated and really doing your research, finding a mentor, getting that feedback and 
yeah getting and being persistent being persistent be persistent <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't you can't be a person who gets get gives up easily in entrepreneurship <laughs> <laughs> that's great to know that is and it was all i think it's interesting too for us to know that as as you're starting as a small business owner that there's a lot of people who will chime in i did not know that i didn't know so it's good to know and to i guess expect it for those that are trying to become to know that there will be a lot of people yeah yeah there there's always a lot <laughs> there's always a lot of people wanting to give advice and you know some of them are really good suggestions so you can't totally shut it out right but some of it you just have to say oh thank you and then you know politely just <laughs> ignore it i guess I don't know. <laughs> all right is there a question that you wish we would have asked today you know, I think we were just talking about this a little bit before our interview, but now I know a question. Um, I think that I I didn't get a chance to share um, what Valia means um, as a as a store. What the Valia stands for and what the, um, the name means, and it's actually the female form of the word valiant. So it's um, meant to be kind of a strong word, but feminine as well and and really you know focus towards like women in strength mm. in that i know it sounds sometimes i guess some some people feel like it doesn't go together but i totally feel like you know strength in women and it doesn't have to be in terms of like being hard or being you know pushy to get what you want your strength can come in you know, kindness, it can come in um, support and can come in many other ways other than just, you know, plowing through to get what you like in life. Yeah, that is, wow. One, that is a beautiful meaning. That is a beautiful message. And also just highlighting the fact that the strength in woman means that it's an amplification of that virtue like kindness it means it's going to come in strong and who wouldn't want that right like <laughs> i want strong kindness and strong, <laughs> um gentleness and strong compassion and i think it's such a great way to really show people how these two characteristics can live within each other because you're right there's a there's a native connotation when you you say strength and when you put strength and women together it's like as you said someone who's just plowing through and <laughs> is not really but it's like and camille saying no 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 guys that's not what it means it means that <laughs> you're strong in your kindness you're strong in your in your compassion and in the in our feminine qualities and what makes us women and that yeah that is beautiful thank you so much for sharing <laughs> Thank you so much. How would Camille finish the sentence? Camille is deeply rooted in. Um, I would say people. I mean, for me, I spent majority of my retail career before I opened my business with um, large corporations. And I think that, you know, one thing that always got to me about working for those large corporations is you were sort of a, just a number, 
like as much as people spent the time to put into your development and whatever, it was really just, okay, well, we're developing you to move to this position because we need to put someone in that position. We have to have a succession plan, right? Um, so to me, it's one really super important that you're invested in your own people, like your employees, um, that you have that relationship with them that, you know, maybe in a corporate setting wouldn't seem professional in their sense, but it's this relationship where, you know, you, you're friends and you're also, you know, employee. Um, and then secondly, through customers, because I feel like nowadays you can go to a lot of larger companies that you don't have that connection with people when you shop with them. And I think that connection you know, they come in, you've seen their children grow up, you, you know, you know, you know, they were telling you a story last week that they're telling, you know, finishing up this week type of thing. It just, it's totally different. Um, and I think that aspect of retail should be really perpetuated because I think that's what it's, you know, that's how it started off with your mom and pops, not these big, you know, retailers, right? Yeah. And then, you know, third with your vendors, your, your relationships with the people that you work with um, uh, and not just look at them as numbers as well. Yeah. That is so true in a sense that seeing someone as bad, because essentially they are valuable to your business too, right? It's like without your vendors, then... <laughs> <laughs> that relationship it's something that we overlook because it's so logical but when you really emphasize relationships then the person becomes more than a vendor and it becomes a person to you that you know their life story and you know the value that they bring to your company simply because you see them as a human first wow that yeah is i I really think that a lot of, you know, like in, if you think on your, about, you know, a lot of the material things, they kind of come and go, you know, like maybe one day my business is no longer here, but it, I would love to still have those relationships with those people, right? Those are the people that, you know, help you get to where you are. You know, I still have that gratitude towards them. So. So true. Wow. Thank you for that encouraging. That is um, something that is overlooked. And I loved how throughout the interview, you've highlighted so many things that are generally overlooked by us on the customer side and just people who are not um, in business. And it felt, it felt a little bit like a masterclass. So I think it <laughs> entrepreneurship masterclass so i'm grateful i'm grateful and i i really hope it's an encouragement and a blessing to our listeners who are going to be listening in because i'm like all right all right guys let's do it Let, what what is that business plan you heard from camille what's stopping you now <laughs> i do that all the time and my friends are asking me you know for help and i'm like well, you know, I'm that friend. Did you finish your business plan? You told me you were going to do it last week. <laughs> like, why didn't you finish it yet? You know, I don't know. I, I guess I, with my friends, I can be a little bit tougher. But, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, sometimes you do need that, like, accountability when you're, mm -hmm. even as a business owner, right? There's a lot of stuff that weighs us down, like the tasks that we have to get done mm -hmm. that, you know, I... I read a book that puts it the right way. It's like you spend so much time working 
in your business that you're not working on your business. Mm. And so you have to think about your business sort of as like, um, you're, the business is the product, not what you're selling. So how are you improving your business constantly? How are you working on your business rather than just plugging away in your business? Cause if you're plugging away, you're going to end up 60 years old, plugging, <laughs> doing the same thing because you didn't work on how to develop your business. Now that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> I, I feel like you've already answered this question, but I'm just, I, I want more. So the, my final question is, what is the one encouragement you would like to give to um, women in Hawaii today? And I feel like this whole interview has been an encouragement in itself and just your encouraging words, but any final words from you and final encouragement that you would like to give to women in Hawaii today? Um, I think, you know, don't be scared to reach out to people and, and try, like I said, to find a mentor or people that you can ask for help as you're, as you're building your business. Um, or people you can build relationships and they can be resources to you. Um, I think that actually Hawaii has many female small business owners and a lot who make their own stuff, who sew their own things, design their own things. There are a lot of super accomplished um, business owners in Hawaii, and a lot of them would be pretty open to share as long as you approach them the right way <laughs> i would say um and you know really look at it as a point of uh, as a as a relationship because i i believe that everything has to be a mutual relationship mm -hmm. you know i mean of course a, a mentor would probably be more than happy to share whatever they they can as long as they trust that you're going to take that information and really put it to use in your own business in, in a positive way so um yeah i would say don't, i mean be persistent don't don't give up and just push for whatever it is that you're passionate about a lot of people are here who can support you there we go there we go Thank you so much for coming on to our show. And to our listeners, you can find Camille on Instagram at Valia Honolulu. You can find um, her amazing store where you find other really great and amazing entrepreneurs that, as she had mentioned, uh, at valiahonolulu.com, right? Is there any, and those are the two platforms that we can find you and support you at? Um, yep. And then we also have the in-store as well, like you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. Don't forget the in-store and <laughs> don't forget the online too. And yeah, check out the Instagram. Very informative, very, very great Instagram page, by the way, guys. That oh, thank Instagram you. Page and love just getting information from there too. But the website is also amazing. And go and visit Camille in the store. Obviously, you guys see that. Not only is she a great entrepreneur, but she really is a great teacher too. So we really enjoyed this time with her and being attending the Camille Masterclass on Entrepreneurship. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Awesome. Wahina Collective, thank you so much for tuning into yet another episode. I hope you found Camille's insights on entrepreneurship as helpful as I did. Don't forget to follow Camille and her boutique Valia Honolulu on Instagram at Valia Honolulu. 
Check out their website and see you on our next episode.